Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make, the choices other people make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships. Why we ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so we can better navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight for the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew. Life and the choices we make. And yes, it's a weekend. Well, depending on when you listen to this. But, as promised, I have a weekend rant for you. Okay. It has been approximately a month since I've come on here and spoken to my audience In that month, I have been investigating the Twin Flames universe, Um, done about five episodes, I think, and we got quite a few more to go. As long as people come forward and are willing to talk, and I do have some other project under the way, which I just, again, can't speak about, but... uh, We'll be doing this for a little bit while longer. Something really interesting happened uh, yesterday. Uh was at work and get a notification on my cell phone from TikTok that I have a new follower. And I look down, click on it. Twin Flames Universe, the account Twin Flames Universe on TikTok is now following me, as well as one of their coaches. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name, but one of their coaches is also following me on TikTok. I found that to be very interesting. But in the meantime, I wanted to bring you up to speed on my, depending on how you look at it, either my single life, or my new dating life. As you know my story, I was in a relationship, yada, 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 over a year and change ago, and I left, and boo-hoo, I was a victim of gaslighting and deception and cheating and all that stuff. And I jumped on, went out and bought all this equipment and jumped on and created a podcast And for six months, I boo-hooed about, you know, what she did to me and yada, yada, yada. And I don't regret any of that. It was very therapeutic for me. It was my way of dealing with what had just happened because I really didn't understand what just had happened. 
at at the at my age and and after being married twice and having kids and grandkids and been dating all my life and I was as the as the expression go the wool was pulled over my eyes by this emigrant from South America who came here 25 years ago was married for some odd 20 years and uh, her husband cheated on her and then she started dating me and uh, anyway you guys know the story so but I decided to take a year off um, and and there's some debate whether when you take a year off do you date during that year or is if you take that year off is it supposed to be completely without interaction with the other sex or depending on your 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 orientation but my my pattern was always to jump right back into a relationship and i did not do that this time but i dated I, I went on some dates, but then I realized how can you have a podcast about dating and relationships if you don't do any dating? Yes, I, I for six months I spoke about the relationship and did. I had a lot of experts on. We talked about gaslighting and cheating and deception. And uh, again, I, I don't have to recap everything. You, Go back and listen, or or if you're a long-time listener, you know the story. So, I stayed single. That's that's the main point. I did not get into a relationship. There was not one woman that I went on more than maybe two dates. And either I wasn't ready, or on the dates, they just weren't what I was looking for, or I, it, it's just, I, I guess I wasn't healed yet, and, and I needed to continue to grieve, but in the meantime, the summer of 23 was here, I was going through this loneliness period, so I went on some dates, but they went nowhere, and towards the end of 2023, I decided to just stop dating altogether I, I i said this and you'll hear it in if you heard last week's last tuesday's episode and some of the ones prior to that i i started getting way in over my head on this podcast i had so many guests that i had recorded i'd lost some episodes i was getting buried with work from this podcast which is a passion of mine and is something that I'm going to be doing for a long time. Um, yeah, let's just say that I have no plans on stopping anytime soon. But in that time, I, I was burning out and, and I had to make a choice. I had to say either you, you, you can't work, see your family, run a podcast, date, and then let's throw in that, you know, I belong to AA, so I had to go to a meeting. It, there's only so much time in one week, so I couldn't devote any time to dating. And let's not, 
well let no let's talk about the dating apps i was on virtually every dating app in that time period all the major dating apps you know mine is i i think i, I wasn't on plenty of fish or okay cupid or raya or some of those uh but but the mainstreams, the matches, and the e-harmonies, and the hinges, and the bumbles, and uh, couples, a couple of the dating apps for older people, uh, silver singles, our time. I, I can tell you the amount of money I spent, and and it it I I don't want to say it was for nothing or not as they say. Um, because I did have some good content and I was able to talk about the dating apps that I was on and tell you which ones I thought were good, which ones I thought... And, and in the end, I concluded that Facebook was the best dating app. I, I would have never thought I'd ever say that on a podcast. But Facebook by far blew away all the other dating apps and the best part about that is it is totally free whereas the other dating apps you have to you can you don't have to pay but you don't see your matches or you can't talk to them or there's some limitations um, facebook ha has a great dating service and it's free and their database of people is Facebook's database in general, which is what, 50 million or 50 billion or something ridiculous number. So you, the pool is much bigger and better and, and whatever. I had more luck on. So that's kind of why I'm jumping on here to this, to do another weekend rant is I have had much more success on meeting women on the Facebook dating app and you may have heard an episode about a month or two ago that I did meet a woman. We went on a date and it was fantastic. And we were going to go on a second date, but I blew it because she heard my podcast and didn't like it. She didn't like the fact that I spoke about the date. And so anyway, that's all behind me under the bridge, blah, blah, blah. And I am now in a position where I am going to i i have to, i i need to get back out there i uh, the it, we're in the midst of february valentine's day was last week which really means nothing to me it, you know if i was in a relationship and 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 we were especially like in the honeymoon period yes i would have made a big deal about it and taken her out and bought her flowers and all that stuff yada yada but um I think I even said last week something about if you're single and you're as Valentine's Day, don't sweat it. Just give yourself some self-love. And that's exactly what I did. I, Valentine's Day night was nothing spectacular, you know? So, and here's the funny part. I, I, I am talking to, let's just say two women and you know i wished them a happy valentine's day but i didn't go i didn't 
buy them anything. I didn't take them out on dates because we've only been talking for a week or two. It, it's just, it just to me, it didn't seem appropriate. Um, I, I wasn't going to spend money on some. I, one of them I haven't even met yet in person, you know, so I, it just didn't make any sense to go crazy on Valentine's Day. One of my favorite podcasters, um, you know what, I'll give her a shout out. You guys know uh, Rory from Crimes of the Heart. Um, she is one of my favorites. She, uh, go listen to her trailer for the third season of her third season. She goes into the history of Valentine's Day. Uh, I found it extremely interesting. I, I You ever think about where Valentine's Day originated from? It's actually a Christian holiday. And it dates back to the 5th century AD. And then they think it comes back around the 14th century. I don't know. Go listen to Rory, uh, Crimes of the Heart, her trailer for... uh, She just released it this week. So go take a listen. You get a little lesson on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day... All your Hallmark card days, uh, and, and and I'll even throw Christmas and and Easter in there, are well. They're based in either Christianity or they're based in uh, some religious fashion. They're really a way for the marketers, the retailers, the big box stores, the little, or even the small businesses to make money, the restaurants. They can gouge their pricing. Um, you almost get guilted into having, you know, today's, uh, I don't even know what today is, Thursday, Friday. On my way home on Valentine's Day, my way in and my way home from work, there were those people that are standing on the street corners with bouquets of roses where they walk between the cars. And, you know, for that one guy who said, oh, shit, I forgot to get my wife flowers. Oh, shit, I forgot to get my girlfriend flowers. And, you know, they they probably hit you up for 25 bucks. Whatever, whatever. It, it it's just a day for people to make a lot of money on the people who are guilted into having to do something or spend money on on the person you love when the concept behind valentine's day at least in the modern times forget what I listened to about how how it evolved over the centuries. It's a day to celebrate the love you have. If you have some love as in a partner. And there are no rules that you have to go out and buy roses and a box of chocolates and a card and or a gift and or jewelry. And I was right. 
I spoke the other day about Valentine's Day being the most popular day of the year to get engaged. I heard today on another podcast that it is estimated that 6 million people get engaged on Valentine's Day. 6 million. Of course, statistically, half of those will be divorced in five years. But the, 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 the concept of Valentine's Day, and, and then, of course, it's the flip side of that whole coin is it's a, it's a quote-unquote, and I'm just quoting here, it's a difficult day for anybody who's single and even more difficult of a day for anybody who's recently single, like they just went through a breakup like I did. Now, this is my second Valentine's Day in a row without her. So last year was super hard, very difficult, very, very difficult. I had, I basically had to hide my phone from me because I was so tempted to text her but I didn't, and this year came around, and I didn't even give it a second thought. It, of course, she popped into my head, but I was more focused on the woman that I'm talking to. Okay, so let's let's get into that. I met a woman on Facebook two weeks ago, she liked me. Her profile was very incomplete. It had one picture and the basic information, her height, where she went to school, uh, the town she lives in. There was, there was virtually no other information about her. And even the picture that she posted was very, it was a, a, a headshot. So I couldn't see the body. I couldn't, not even the upper body. I, I just saw her face and it was fuzzy, blurry. But even through the picture, I could tell that she was attractive. So I accepted the match and we've been talking and texting ever since. And she has been more aggressive in the sense that she's kind of courting me. Um, I didn't know how, listen, I, I didn't know how to handle her because while her profile caught my attention only because I, I, the picture was from what I saw, I, I liked, even though it wasn't a good picture, it was attractive enough. But I knew nothing about her. And my, my texting banter, how, how do you say to a woman who you meet on a dating app who has one picture and zero information about her, like she didn't say what her job was, she didn't say uh, any of her hobbies, Nothing. I knew th there was nothing about her. The first thing I wanted to say to her was, do you have any more pictures? Because the one that you have up there is just 
doesn't tell me anything about you physically. And there is a there is a rule in the dating app world that of the four, the six pictures that you post, one or two should be a full body shot. And two should be you doing an activity that you enjoy. If it's a sports, then you do sports. If it's a hobby, it's a hobby, whatever. And then two others can be a headshot. I I had I was working with none of that. But the so she texted me and I I don't want to reveal too much because uh, the last time I revealed too much I lost a very good person that I thought we would match well, the one that I went on a date with and then I opened my mouth that night I I actually really regret talking about that date that night because um. And to that woman, if you happen to still be listening to this podcast, um, I, I, I do regret talking about it because I think we would have, we probably would have gone on multiple dates and something may have developed from that because I really enjoyed our date that night. And I think you did too um, from your reaction in the parking lot, but whatever. Uh, I, 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 I've actually thought about contacting her and apologizing. But if there's one thing I learned while staying single over this past year and reflecting on the last relationship that I was in was that I was constantly apologizing to uh, Laura is the name we gave her. And... More than not, those apologies were not warranted. They, they, they were just my insecurities. Um, she came from a different culture, so if I did something that didn't align with her culture, I got, I got put into the doghouse. Yada yada. So, um, anyway, I, I was apologizing, apologizing, and I said to myself, "This is my life now. I am single." I am a podcaster. I'm getting a lot of good reviews where people are telling me that I'm, they like that I'm open and honest and vulnerable with my life, that I put it all out there. And I'm not going to apologize for coming on after that date that night, which I was really excited. My endorphins were flying high because I had just had a great date with her and we had agreed to go on a second date. So I came back and and I popped onto the podcast to talk about it. I didn't mention her name. I didn't mention location of where either of us live and I didn't mention the restaurant we went to. There was... No, Nobody would figure out who she is, but she had a problem with the fact that I spoke about our conversation during the dinner. And I can see her point, and I regret it. And I'd like, I would love to have continued that relationship, but. Uh, and then she, she said something about not only did she listen to, to that episode, but she listened to other episodes, and she just said to me, I don't think we would be a good match. So most likely 
she may have heard me talking about my ex-girlfriend. And that's a chance that I have to take because I will always talk about my ex-girlfriend because that's what this podcast was built on. Not that I love her and I miss her and I wish she would come back. No, it was built on the gaslighting, the deception, the lies, the secret life, the cheating. And how disappointed and angry I was and then how 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 she when we walked away from each other how empty I felt. And if a woman that I'm dating today can't listen to a man be vulnerable like that. And by the way, those episodes were recorded over a year ago. I am not in that same place. Literally in about a week is my official one-year anniversary of the podcast. I think I launched it February 26th of 2023. It, it seems much longer than that, but I did look it up. My, my bill, my invoice for the hosting came due. It said due in, in the first week in March, and that's when I would have signed up last year. So it's been one year. I think I came a very long way. I have overcome so many issues in the past year, and it is due to this podcast. Yes, it has a. I, I, I was in therapy. I have support groups. I have friends. So there was a lot of support that I had, but this podcast was very instrumental in me healing from that breakup and trying to understand what I did wrong and what red flags that I that I chose to ignore. Okay, I'm 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 probably drifting from my topic here. Um, going to try to bring this back to an upbeat rant. So I'm talking to this woman and she called me one night out of, out of the blue. I, I, it was 9.30 at night. Now, I, I think I've I've said this to you guys before. I am an early to bed, early to rise. I have a very difficult job. I have a company that is completely disorganized. I run the entire IT department. There's three stores and and uh, three three locations and and one store and two warehouses, and I have to run the entire infrastructure 
for the CCTV cameras, the internet, the firewall, the uh, the 35 computers that are connected to the internet or the ethernet, whatever. Um, and on top of that, then I have a boss that doesn't believe that IT work has anything to do with the actual technology of the computers, that the IT work is sitting there entering data into a spreadsheet all fucking day long. Yes, IT stands for information technology, so he takes it literally like, oh, you're supposed to take our inventory and type it into a spreadsheet, and that's your job all day long. Yes, we have an e-commerce site, and we upload our data, but that's, I'm the director. That's not my job. Hire me a team. Get me a team on board where where I can hire, so they can do the, the data entry. An IT director shouldn't be doing data entry. He should be monitoring the network, the cybersecurity, the maintenance of the computers and the and the the printers, the fax machines, the CCTV cameras, um, the terminals, the, the terminals themselves. The the the. We have two ISPs, the, the wireless network. There's a lot that has to go on. Anyway, of course, I'm digressing again. The point is, is that I, I go to bed at 9.30 at night because I'm up at 5.30 and there are people in this world who can function on six hours sleep. I am not one of those people. I get less than seven hours. I am a zombie the next day. And let's keep in mind, folks, that I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't smoke pot. I don't I don't do any drugs. So when I get up in the morning on eight hours sleep, one cup of coffee, and I'm ready to go. I got a good night's sleep. I get a little caffeine in the morning. I have a smoothie. Um, God, you, I can go off on a tangent about my new smoothie in the morning. I make a fresh fruit smoothie. And I'm off to work. About quarter to seven, I'm out of the house. Anyway, to, to get all that done, I'm in bed by 9.30. Now, I may not turn the lights out. Uh, for example, right now, it is 8.15. I'm going to wrap this up shortly, and then I have another episode that I have to edit that I aired, that I recorded, that I would like to air. And then I have a recording for tomorrow that is for the Twin Flames Universe uh, docu-series, pod series, I should call it. And so I, I, I got a lot of work to do. But at some point, I would like to decompress for a half hour to 45 minutes before I go to sleep. I don't want to go from my Mac desktop straight to bed. Not a good idea. So I, I could sit in my bed and scroll through TikTok or Instagram, or I can meditate, or I could watch TV, but the idea is to disconnect from the electronic world and work so for 45 minutes I can my mind can 
kind of clear itself out and then I can roll over and go to sleep. Oh, what a long story just to get to a point. So this woman called me about a week ago at 9.30 at night with no warning. Now, to the woman, if you if you would ever happen to listen to this podcast, I am not scolding you for doing that. Um, and I told her when she called me at 9.30, I said to her, she actually said to me, and i, I got to give her credit, she said, am I calling you too late? And I said, yes and no. I said, I would like, this is our first time talking, so I'm glad you called, and I would like to chat with you for a few minutes. But I said, honestly, I'd like to be in bed by 9.45. And she honored that. We talked for 15 minutes, and then she said, exactly at 9.45, she said to me, okay, I'll let you go so you can go to sleep. And I think that was like a Wednesday or Thursday night. And then she said to me this Friday, I think the coming Friday, she said, do you go to bed at 930 on the weekends? And I said, no, on the weekends, I'll stay up a little later. Like I might stay up till 10, <laughs> which I laughed like, you know, 20 minutes longer. But I said, no, on weekends, it depends. I, I uh, On Fridays, I, it's still a long day because I, I'm up at five and, you know, 10 o'clock at night, is, it's a long day. But Saturdays, no, I'm, I'm, I, I might stay up to 11 o'clock on Saturdays. Anyway, she called me two nights later at 10 o'clock. I think she texted me first, though, this time and said, are you up and are you up for a chat? And I said, yes. So... Let me wrap this up. The point is, is that we've been talking and chatting and this coming Saturday, we're finally going to meet. We're getting together. Um, I, I, that's another whole story, how that came about, but but not a bad in a bad way, in a good way. Uh, we're going to do the modern rule number one we're going to have coffee in a public place I, I might as well tell you i offered to take her to dinner and she said to me i don't want you taking me to dinner and wasting your money because you may not like me in the first half hour and then you're stuck with me that's what she said to me and i didn't argue i said you know what you're right you're right. You take somebody to dinner and in the first 20 minutes you have the impression because I think statistically it's known that women know within the first two minutes whether they're going to either A, go to bed with the guy or, or B, go on a second date with them. And guys will know within the first 15 minutes or so whether this person is of interest to them. So if you're at a dinner and you haven't even gotten your first meal yet, the both of you have may have already made a decision that you don't want to be together and you're stuck for another hour eating dinner. So she's got a point. Although the, the date that I went on a month ago with, with uh, what did I call her? Uh, I'm not going to say her real name. Uh, I think I called her Kathy or something. We went to dinner and we had a great time. And that was our first meet, our first date. 
Anyway, so we're getting together this Saturday. We're going to do coffee. We're going to go to Starbucks. We're going to sit down for 20 minutes, half hour. And I said, look, we'll, we'll, we'll do it your way. And if you like me and I like you or you want to know more, then we'll do dinner. So, so I have a... And there's some controversy on whether the first date is a meet and greet. If it's a meet and greet, it's not really a date. And I'm not so sure where I fall on that category. Uh, a date's a date. I made a date to go see her and meet. But if we're only going to sit for a half hour, I guess it's not a true date. Whatever. Uh, semantics. Wow, guys, it felt good. I've, I've missed my rants, although I really don't have like a, a, a real rant tonight. I just I needed to talk to you guys and let you know where I'm at. And all of that said, I am completely 100 percent comfortable. Being single, I have fallen into a niche, into a routine where I get up, go to work, come home. I work on my podcast. I answer emails, I book guests, I edit recordings, uh, um, any number of things. Uh, I may make some phone calls to the kids or friends or go to an AA meeting, but you know, as always, I'm, I'm back home in bed by eight, uh, by nine 30, back home by eight. Um, and, and it's kind of become a really very comfortable routine. Whereas the last relationship I was in, it was nothing like that. My whole world revolved around the ex, literally. The, my day and evening revolved around her. When was I going to get a chance to talk to her? Can we FaceTime tonight? Can we see each other tonight? Can, we, can I drive out 20 minutes to where she lives and we grab a bite to eat? Blah, blah, blah. And... I don't think that this is going to, let, let's just go into imaginary world for a second, that this woman that I'm seeing on Saturday works out. Like we go on a couple of dates and we start dating and maybe something develops. I I have different expectations of what this the next relationship I have is going to look like. I need, one of the things that I've learned in this Last year of being single is to take care of myself first. Self-love, self-respect. And do not fall out of contact with your family and friends. Go back and listen to episode number two of this podcast. God, I could talk to you guys for another hour. I, I got I got so much backed up into me. Um, but I think I'm going to leave it there. If you've been listening, you know that I'm in the midst of a Twin Flames Universe pod series. Tomorrow I'm doing a very special recording with somebody, and I hope it... Sometimes I I book these recordings and they cancel on me because they get cold feet. These are these are people who have been either involved with TFU or they have something to do with TFU, and they're your everyday normal people. They're not 
guests who are used to coming on podcasts. So when I ask somebody from the general public, would you like to come on a podcast? Initially, it sounds like interesting and, and fun. And then I think they get cold feet. And uh, the point is, I've had a few people cancel literally at the last moment. Not a lot, but a couple. So anyway, I got I got several lined up over the next couple of weeks. I also have something else in the works. If it comes, uh, if it if it pans out, uh, it'll work. But the point I'm getting to here is that I'm kind of diverting, diverting from the original topic of this podcast about just di- taking a deep dive into love and dating, but. This twin flames thing will burn out, no pun intended, uh, in a couple of weeks. It's, I can only give it so much attention. Um, and then I'm going to go back to doing what I do best. Um, I do have some other things in the works for later this year. Possibly, again, I keep saying this, but a co-host um, and or a spinoff of another podcast and stick with this one. But I am talking to a gentleman who he and I have have gotten friendly and connected, and I think he might be a good co-host. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. If you've made it this far through, (laughs) through the episode, this is a long one. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying this episode or any episode or the podcast in general, I ask you, I urge you, I beg you to take a couple of minutes and go down if you're on Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It it absolutely helps. There is debate about whether or not the Apple reviews help, but it does. And if you're on Spotify, you can now leave reviews for each episode. And that helps, too, because if people are looking through episodes to listen to, they can look at your review and go, oh, of course, if it's a good review, they'll, they'll say, oh, okay, I'll listen to this one. So, yes, please, uh, leave me some reviews. Also, as always, please reach out to me. My social, All my contacts, social media and, and email are in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to be on the podcast, if you have a romantic dating story, please reach out to me. Um, If you have questions about dating, I'm not a dating coach, but you know what? Maybe there's something I can help you with. Feel free to ask me. And you can be anonymous. I don't have to read your name. You don't even have to tell me your name. Just send me an email and call yourself John Doe or Jane Doe. um, And I'll answer your question on the air to my best of abilities and pass this show along to a friend that might be struggling single or whatever category they're in but they they could use some someone to listen to like myself maybe you know somebody who went through a similar breakup And here it comes, because this above all trumps everything about my podcast. I just urge you, if you're getting involved with somebody and you're really in that honeymoon period 
and you're overlooking those red flags, but in the back of your mind, you, you've seen them, but you say, I can fix her. I can fix him. I can, I, I think that'll go away. Um, that's not a big red flag. It's more like an orange flag. Do not ignore those flags because I did. And they ended the relationship. They, the very same flags that I ignored in the beginning ended my relationship in the end three years later. Anonymous Andrew saying, thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Ciao.